welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about the middle section between your dream man, dream job, dream whatever, and then your worst nightmares of living your not-achieved life, whatever that uh, Thoreau quote is. <laughs> um, the kind of made-for-TV romances that you find on Netflix, Hallmark mostly, Lifetime, and all of the other things that we've been introducing ourselves to over the last several weeks. Yeah, you know, all of them. So this is a very special uh, podcast for us because, guess what, Katie? This is our 50th episode. It's 50 episodes. 50. Five zero. We have made five zero of these. That's crazy. It is crazy. Can you believe it? I'm so proud of us. We did a good, we did a good job. We did a thing for a really long time with consistency and grit. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta say, I know we got a little bit sappy quite recently because we did our like one year. Yeah, that was uh, like what? Three months ago or so. Yeah. But I was just talking about this to Billy, like, yesterday or sometime soon, more recently, that I, this is so fun yeah. to do. I love doing this. This is like, yeah. And I feel like I'm becoming, and we're becoming, kind of an authority on some sort of subject matter, and that subject matter is wonderful and terrible Hallmark uh-huh. Made for TV romance movies. <laughs> so it feels good to be that that person that like family members will write to uh-huh. and talk about something like that. And so it just makes me feel good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you, though I don't have any family members who have reached out to me about Hallmark movies. <laughs> but that's well, okay. Well, we'll fix it. Well, it's okay. My sister's <laughs> my sister will reach out to me about the podcast. She doesn't watch any of the movies, but she will listen to the podcast. <laughs> Well, mostly it's like if there's a, an article about like a Hallmark movie or this, that, and the yeah. other, somebody will send it to me. Mm-hmm, I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I get that too. Though I did, I don't know if I told you that my sister was listening to one of our episodes. Uh, it like, and my mother was around because, uh, you know, they were together and she was listening to it on her phone, like out in the open so my mother could hear it. And my mother, I, I like, I can hear this happen in my mother's voice of her just like, like cracking up and just going, that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I still have, like, that's awesome. I, that means that you, she's coming around, maybe. Yeah, I don't think she will ever want to watch any of these movies, but I think she she thought it was funny, our discussion. <laughs> my sister will watch them because she knows that my mother and I love them, but then she'll, like, make fun of us for it, too. But I'm like, you're choosing to sit here Yeah. for family time. You're watching them. Yeah. I see you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, today we're going to be discussing a movie that we have referenced on this show a lot. 
and we're very excited to bring it to you finally um we're gonna be talking about a movie called falling for you which aired uh, it originally aired on october 6 2018 um and I think I think when we start talking about it a little bit, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've heard them talk about this movie. Because I will say this movie does not have a title that sticks in my head very well. No. Because um, it's super generic. And it literally took until, like, my last watch where I was like, oh, falling as in fall. I yep. just didn't put the two together. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Because usually I would, but, like, it just didn't happen in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is the most generic, boring name. It means nothing. So, 100%. 100% you're yeah. correct about that. Um, so, this is what Hallmark has to say about this movie. While planning a fundraising event, a small New England town's radio station manager meets her match in a visiting businessman who can't seem to see beyond the screen of his laptop computer until she ropes him into participating in her bachelor bake-off to help save the station. And it stars Taylor Cole and Tyler Hines. Taylor and Tyler. Woohoo! Making it happen. Mm. Taylor and Tyler falling for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, here is what falling for you is about. As told to you by One Kiss Means Forever. So, Lacey Hathaway is our girl, our fave, one of them, Taylor Cole. And she is a local talk radio host at WPVK. <laughs> nope. <laughs> at WPVK in Pleasant Valley, uh, which is a small New England town. Uh, Lacey eats, sleeps, and breathes town spirit, which shows up in her radio segments, which highlight the people and places that comprise the adorable town. Like, seriously, it's not called Pleasant Valley for nothing. It is adorbs. Um, but unfortunately, the city has cut the radio station's funding, so Lacey takes it upon herself to hold a fundraiser to save the radio station. So she's planning a huge event that will coincide with the town's annual fall festivities. So this year, in addition to the cozy autumnal events such as the jam sale and the lantern walk, Lacey will host a bachelor bake-off. Four eligible bachelors will bake their signature seasonal treats, and the ladies of the town will bid on them. Little asterisk here. I think the men should be able to bid on them, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they're bidding on both the treats and the bachelors. Heyo! Uh, so, <laughs> however, Lacey quickly runs into a snag when her star bachelor, Brian, has to back out because he no longer is single uh, and he will only bake for his new girlfriend. So good for Brian, bad for Lacey, since the bake-off is just two weeks away and she has to find a replacement. Stat! <laughs> yeah, Lacey was like, yeah, I've had your apple pie and I can imagine she doesn't want you sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> is that a euphemism? I, what do you think? <laughs> I, that's what I'm wondering, Lacey. <laughs> Saucy minx. 
Um, so uh, throughout all throughout this little hiccup, though, Lisi keeps her chin up and she keeps selling tickets to the Bake Off to whomever she can. Um, so uh, while she's getting a pumpkin latte at her aunt Patty's bakery, which is called Patty Cakes, like like we said, this town is quaint as fuck. So sorry. <laughs> Um, she runs into a handsome stranger and basically forces him to buy two tickets to the Bake Off. Um, this handsome stranger seems mildly annoyed because he probably won't be in town at the time and he's just not interested <laughs> in a bake sale, like he says. Um, but he seems like it seems like paying off his crazy ladies is the best option. And who is this handsome stranger? Why, it's one kiss means forever favorite hallmark hunk tyler hines of course so tyler hines plays zach malone a software engineer that has been testing a new budgeting program at pleasant valley city hall zach is in town for three weeks or so to see how it's working out with no plan other than keeping his head down to the computer grindstone guzzling a shit ton of coffee and leaving as soon as the software is perfect uh so zach is staying at the local lodging house. But wouldn't you know, Aunt Patty owns that too. And Lacey lives at the house with her. So small town. Uh, So since Zach and Lacey don't really, or didn't really seem too impressed with each other initially at the bakery, they pretty much decide to not have anything to do with each other. Yeah, so wide berth, the two of them. However, Lacey can't find a replacement bachelor. Why can't there be more sexy guys who can bake, she asks, and also asks every woman in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) They can't all be Paul Hollywood. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't do it for me. He doesn't either, but those eyes, though, that's about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jamie Oliver bakes, though. It's a different story. Um, But Aunt Patty suggests that Lacey should ask Zach. He's a handsome, mysterious stranger, after all, and that's bound to sell some tickets in this town. Um, Lacey is pretty skeptical because she doesn't see the whole handsome, mysterious stranger bit, but um, she... Because she's lying to herself. (laughs) Yeah, she's lying. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) He's not handsome and dreamy at all. Um, (laughs) But she heads down to City Hall to ask him if he'll do it. Um, But this is when Lacey finds out that the software that Zach is beta testing in the town is this highly efficient budgeting system and that it resulted in the radio station losing their funding. So it's kind of his fault. Um, Zach, not really, but kind of. Um, So Zach is sincerely sorry. So Lacey says that it's only fair that he steps in as the fourth bachelor to make it up to the town. Uh, So the next morning, Lacey insists that Zach comes to the radio station to see that it's the heart of the town and and perhaps to help him realize how important the bake-off really is going to be. And she essentially kidnaps Zach and whisks him away to the local apple orchard, during which she shows Zach her passion for interviewing the Pleasant Valley locals. And she affirms that it's not the radio station itself, but its service to the community that's really what she's you know trying to raise money for essentially Uh, and her segment reminds zach of a popular radio show called small town life aka this american life except in boston and not (laughs) chicago um (laughs) and Lacey admits that uh it was that show that inspired her to do the segments 
And Zach also states that Small Town Life produces near his office in Boston. And uh, keep that in the back of your mind, guys. Um, so in no uncertain terms, Lacey says to Zach that the radio station needs the bake-off and the bake-off needs him. And since Zach is becoming more and more nabbered with Pleasant Valley and, um, you know, Lacey, uh, he agrees to do the bake-off. <laughs> um, but we have two issues. Issue number one, Zach can't bake. <laughs> um, and issue number two, Lacey doesn't know how to budget for a fundraiser. So how lucky that they both have skills that are helpful to the other. Wow. <laughs> so Lacey will teach Zach how to bake, which is good because he needs a lot of work. Um, this boy is like vanilla on vanilla action. So uh, Lacey has to teach him literally how to spice up his baking, like fall spices, and to bake from the heart. Um, and Zach will go uh, will go over all of her budget numbers um, as it seems she's spending way too much money making the event, like, super elegant. Um, so he tells her there's not going to be anything left for the radio station, which will defeat the purpose of the event in the first place. So, dear Lord, they need each other's help. <laughs> <laughs> you don't they ever. So with Zach's help, uh, Lacey reworks the whole plan and comes up with the with an idea to drum up more ticket sales by having the bachelors hand out samples of it's almost, they say it's going to be their, what they're baking, but it's something entirely different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the jam sale and do a whole like meet the bachelors segment on the radio and who should show up at the jam sale, but the crew of small town life. And they've heard about Lacey's bachelor bake off to save the radio. And they want to audition Lacey to be a host on their show, which is super exciting because this is literally Lacey's dream job. Uh, except she has mixed feelings about potentially leaving Pleasant Valley. Um, she grew up moving around a lot and she loves Pleasant Valley because it's a stable home that she's always dreamed about. Um, and working for a small town life would mean being on the road again, which is a bit of a conundrum for her. Yeah. So the next big fall event at Pleasant Valley is the Lantern Walk, <laughs> which looks as whimsical as it sounds. It's just walking <laughs> around with lanterns. That's yep. pretty quaint, you know? <laughs> yeah, they walk around with lanterns and cross a bridge. I believe that's what they say they do. Is it like It's just so that they can cross a bridge. Yep. <laughs> But what a lovely bridge. <laughs> um, so in the most unsmooth way ever, Zach asks Lacey if she's going to the Lantern Walk. And, you know, maybe he'll, like, give her a ride or something or whatever. So, like, that's cool. Um, but it's an official date. Yay! Yeah. So during their romantic Lantern Lit Walk, they talk about their hopes and their dreams. And he tells her not to be so scared about finding community on the road if she gets the job with small town life because he says that he's observing that she is the glue that holds the feeling of home and the spirit of the community together and that she's an amazing woman and she can do anything and with words like that and that face how can you help but melt into his arms and so they kiss which confirms now how the movie will end but mm, damn we're gonna get into that later <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Zach gets a call that his software startup company might have a chance at a big boy future if he leaves right away to speak at a convention. But that would mean bailing on the bake-off, and he doesn't want to disappoint Lacey, especially after, after that epic kiss. 
but he like really has to go. So Lacey is shook, but she says it's fine in the way that, you know, we women do say. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's a good thing that he's leaving because they were getting a little too attached for somebody who was always going to leave. Um, and Zach basically tells her not to get it twisted that he really likes her and he doesn't mean that he's leaving her. He just has to like physically leave and go to this other thing right then. Um, and they basically challenge each other to be honest about what they want their futures to look like because they both have like big decisions to make about what they want and it's big hard adulting words <laughs> yeah so zach leaves and lacy goes to her audition for small town life um but before she goes on the air, she finds out that Zach was the reason that she was on the show's radar in the first place. Uh, he called in to the show to sing her praises and to tell Small Town Life what she was up to. So, like, aw. Um, and on air, during her audition, she speaks heartwarmingly in gratitude for the people of, of Pleasant Valley who nurtured her passion for talking, which is why she's in radio. And she says a special thank you to the mystery man handsome stranger for giving her some mm -hmm. exciting perspective on the direction her life is taking so it was really sweet so back in pleasant valley it's the day of the event but who is the fourth bachelor now drum row please <laughs> it's lacy because <laughs> why not uh she's a bachelorette you know for now uh and she plans to bake something that Honors what Zach was going to make, which was vanilla cake, but with her own seasonal twist of cinnamon-soaked apples. The baking, we assume, goes well. We don't hear otherwise. Uh, and then the bidding begins, and we get to find out if enough money was raised. So after the original three bachelors are bid on and won, they've raised 88% of their goal which I have no idea how much that is. Yeah. Because they don't tell us. So it could be $100. I really, I have no idea. No idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but it's 88%. It's not bad. And the question is, can the bitter for Lacey make up that last 12%? Well, I'm sure that you know the answer is, of course they can, and then some. And of course... Who should the bidder be but Zach, Ah, who has somehow figured out a way to get back in time from the convention to bid um, uh, by pulling a power move that luckily worked. Um, apparently he said to the convention people, I go early or I don't go at all. And he's like, yeah, I'm awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and also, Lacey got the small town life job. Woohoo! Um, so now she knows that she can travel and come home to Zach in Boston, and the dream job is a true dream. So, with the confidence that their life is now figured out, they kiss. And since one, one kiss, kiss means forever, Lacey and Zach can go on to have their dream careers with their dream person and their dream life. And why can't I have my dream also, which is Tyler Hines? <laughs> I want one too. I want one. <laughs> Although, 
I could say that I might really love Tyler Hines so much. And one of the reasons is because he kind of looks like Billy. <laughs> but only when he has the beard. The beard. Uh, yeah, I I see that. Um, that oh, That's actually one of my things later. I oh. prefer the beard. Yeah. He doesn't have a beard in this. He's still dreamy. He's still dreamy, but he the beard is is just just that little extra like mm. <laughs> all right woo yeah so um did you, i guess we should go into wtf moments yeah let's 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 dig in i'm i'm actually kind of at a loss for some WTF moments. Although this movie is not perfect, I'm kind of going through my notes right now because I didn't do the thing that I said I was going to do and organize them. I <laughs> oh, have well. a few little things. They're okay. not big issues, but they're little things that I noticed which um, either made me laugh or I was like, what is going on? Crazy people. Uh, so the first I just noticed and I want to bring it up because maybe because we're podcasters, so like it's fun for me to do this. Um, the radio station, they, you know, they're, they're in an open room out to the sidewalk, which I'm a little bit worried about their soundproofing, but I'm not even going to go into that. Um, but the headphones that they are wearing look shockingly like the headphones that I believe came with, like, my very first disc man. <laughs> They're very, they're very flimsy. They are not over the ear. I mean, they're over the ears, but they're not like the big over the ear kinds, yeah. like that you like would associate with radio. They they're like the little like ones with the little um, like meshy foam stuff. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> like yeah, I I was just like these these are these no. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that I think you're right and. Like, I'm as I adjust my own earphones. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, I was just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I, I didn't notice it the first time I watched this movie, but this time, I, like, it really jumped out at me as like, they would never be wearing those headphones, like, in a million years. Like, that's crazy. Um, so that was my number one. My... Number two, which is basically my main issue with this movie, though I can put it aside for the premise, but this movie is essentially about budgets and business plans. Yes. And all the people in it are really bad at budgets and business (laughs) plans. (laughs) So first off, like, Lacey's whole, like, I need a budget is just like, what? How how have you gotten this far in life when you don't realize that you can't spend more than you are trying to take in? Yes. Like, like th- that's not rocket science there. Like, I get that it might be hard to stick to a budget. That's a different thing. But, like, the idea that you need one, like, that should not be confusing. The other business plan that I have a lot of confusion about is the orchard. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what Be- you're going to say. Yeah. Because uh, th- I guess they require the owner to pick all the apples. All the something. apples. I, I don't know. There's something where so the owner breaks his arm, so he can't help with the picking of the apples. 
I mean, you could do it one-handed, but fine. Not a big deal. Not going to nitpick that. So he invites anyone who wants to to come help him pick the apples. And in payment for doing so, you can go home with as many apples as you can. As you want. As you want. Yeah, it's it's free for all. So how are, what? How is this helping? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's like, I don't have, I need help picking my apples, but. The apples that you pick, you get to keep. So is he just, like, bypassing the grocery stores? And in doing so, they're now free. <laughs> Cutting out the middleman and the whole finicky payment yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> right. I'm just so confused by it as a, as a business prospect. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, you know, that, that part hadn't occurred to me. But you're absolutely right. Um, my, my, my biggest, my biggest what the fuck moment before I go into Zach's greatest hits, um, um, is the way that the Bake Off is run. So Mm -hmm. cool. Like she's moved the Bake Off. It's now in a barn instead of this like big like hotel venue that they were going to use. So hypothetically they have to outfit this barn with enough generators and electricity and what have you to have multiple ovens function. This bake-off isn't just like bring in your best pie and then we'll all sample it and then we'll bid on that pie. No, they are baking it in real time. So it's like Great British Bake Off where you have to bake it right there and all that jazz. However, they're baking it if they're baking it in real time and then they're also icing it in real time that like from my great british bake-off experience like most of the time with cakes they get three hours yeah there's only 90 minutes i said is that long enough that's about how long they give him a nailed it i yeah but and but they they but like isn't hot cake and the icing thing like not a good like not a good so that means they have to put the entire cake together in I don't know how many minutes. And then they have to let that know. cool so they can ice it pretty. Do they have a blast chiller? And did they outfit the barn with the blast chiller? <laughs> and then my other question is, with all of this 90-minute time like happening, what are the other people really doing during that 90 minutes? I don't know. Questions, I don't really, questions but, I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really understand the bake-off in general because – um, so first of all, like initially when it's only bachelors, I kept thinking like, but wouldn't you get more people if you had a mix of people who wanted, you know, like if you win a date with these yeah. people, like, don't you want both genders baking? Um, and then there seemed to be like a four bachelor limit and like they explain that they need four to reach their fundraising goal. I get that. But why not five or six? I don't don't recall them saying we can't have five. I think they need at least four. The reason I ask is because they have this one guy that keeps coming in with his terrible, terrible baked goods. And they won't let him be a bachelor, basically. And, but then Tyler Hines is allowed to be a bachelor, but he also can't bake. And I kind of wanted to be like, well, if it's not, like what's what's the harm then to have somebody yeah. else who's gonna give you 20 extra bucks or whatever i agree um or just have another body yeah, there yeah i just wasn't i didn't quite get that 
It's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> um, so I'm going to move into Zach's greatest hits. Okay. Um, and there's a couple things that I love about Zach. And one of the things that I love about Zach is his pun game. Um, mm-hmm. He does do a lot of puns. But my, my favorite mm-hmm. thing, uh, my favorite pun that he said is that he pulled a bake and switch. <laughs> I wrote that down too. And stressed is dessert spelled backwards. Oh, well, he, I think she says that. She does say that. Um, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I actually wrote down that whole line because oh, I loved it, it so much. Okay. He says, she says something like, have fun. And he, and he goes, oh, but I'm not having fun. I'm stressed. And she, <laughs> But like in a really like weirdly happy way, in a way that it like, that I was very into. And she said, just remember the stressed is just dessert spelled backwards. And he goes, Yes, yes it is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just so good. Um yeah. so what I also like about Zach is and this is kind of entering new and noteworthy territory, but mm-hmm. is he says to her that um it doesn't matter what he thinks when he's saying that he th- thinks that she's a really wonderful, capable, like soul of the town type of woman. Um and he goes, it doesn't matter what I think. At the end of the day, it matters what you think. Yeah. I happen to think you're a magical being, but do you? And yeah. I'm like, make a thousand of these. Can I order five <laughs> and hand them out to my friends? Like, I yeah. just loved him. I, yeah, he's just, like, genuinely a good guy. Seriously good guy. Yeah. Um, and Tyler Hines is just so good at delivering a line that anyone else would have been cheesy and cringy and oh my god, but somehow he like gets down deep into his soul and like pulls it out with such authenticity yeah. that that is why he's my favorite. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Also, I love that he was so confident, this is in real life, that he was good at ping pong and then Taylor Cole beat her, beat him at ping pong, and he was just like, "Well, I got my ego handed to me." If you do have a chance, dear listener, to watch any of the behind-the-scenes footage or like promo stuff that Taylor Cole and Tyler Hines did together, their chemistry off-screen definitely feeds their chemistry on-screen. Yeah, like they have the most fun, and also um, the fact that. Tyler Hines is just holding a little dog the whole time and it's never explained. It's inexplicable. <laughs> and it's the cutest little dog. And he's just manly and holding it. And at one point he whispers into its ear. <laughs> like, right. But also, I think it's important to note, there is no dog in this movie. No! <laughs> All right. All right. Hallmark, Hallmarks? Hallmark, Hallmarks. Let's get this done. Okay. So my first one is that uh, we know that Taylor Cole is a real person because she eats like a trash panda. Yes. <laughs> she eats dessert all the freaking time. Um, I have that they have initial annoyance with each other. It's not quite antagonism, but it's annoyance. Um, I have the big city guy comes to the small town. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um. We have to save the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I have that too. Um, I have that we know that 
Tyler Hans character is a good guy because he bonds with a child. Yeah. <laughs> I have more to say about that later. Okay. Um, we have a moment at the beginning where they do, t- Taylor Cole does the thing where she's talking about a person and that person comes in behind them, that person being Tyler Hines, and they kind of do the, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? But they don't say it out loud. But yeah. 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 Um, I have that she has a signature le- necklace, which is a little gold circle that she wears in all the scenes. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing off on you, Hannah. I know. I'm looking for it now. <laughs> Yay! Um, I have uh, that they, uh, the, the, the whole why don't we help each other out because we have the magical solutions to the other's problems. Um, when in doubt, use a barn as a free venue. Yes! <laughs> um, you have a lot of time to do not work-related work stuff on your work trip. <laughs> um, and he's a workaholic. Yes. Oh, yes. But you know what? He's also a really good guy because he gives her his coat when she is cold. That is true. That's it, that's it for me. Um, I have one more, um, which is uh, the line, this town is special. That's good. That's a, that's new. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that one before, but they say, like, it's always like, there's something about this town. This place is really special. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, every place is really special in some capacity, but okay. Um, what's not special about Astoria right now is the motorcycles. Freaking motorcycles! <laughs> <laughs> pretty parade. Um, pretty parade. Tyler Hines. Yep. 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 And Tyler um, Hines in a cozy white cardigan. Uh, I actually, I was, uh, I, I wrote men in sweaters. I'm a fan. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> and he's got pretty good sweater game. Sweater game. Oh, man. Sweater weather. <laughs> Sweaters. Sweaters. Um, I, I also have the lantern walk. I just thought that was pretty. I put that whole thing. The footbridge yeah. with the twinkle lights and the willow tree yeah. and the, like, that whole lantern walk is just stunning. Yes. I have one anti, um, and it is... During the Bake Off, it took until they started telling me how much of the uh, of their goal that they had raised for me to really figure out what, that they had a picture of a pie hanging yes. because it looks like a fossil or a centipede or it was like, maybe this is a Georgia O'Keeffe style sexual thing. <laughs> what is happening with this gigantic circular Ancient Thing. coin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, what is this? It's, it's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, so while, when they get closer to their goal, it goes from being, so what it is, is an inside of a pie. Like the way that you put the, the apples or peaches or whatever in like a circular kind of pattern. Yeah. And then as they get their goal, they have they put they take that off and then it's the lattice underneath yeah. like is on top so you have you're more to completing your pie but i also think it is really weird visually especially because the lattice on top is not on top of the same filling <laughs> i agree it like doesn't make any sense and like why couldn't uh, like i get that they wanted a baking related visual like that it just like that one didn't work they could have just added 
pieces of an actual pie to like a blank thing and that would have right. been more Right, or it could have, if it was an empty pie dish, I think I yes. would have been able to tell that it was an empty pie dish. But I spent a lot of time looking at it being like, what is it? Am I supposed to be as weirded out by it as I am? Yeah, it wasn't very visually <laughs> pleasing. So that's no. a good anti. Yeah. Um, I did write down that I saw two different kind of coats because she has a black pea coat and a red zippy coat. So we're yes, starting to get into coats soon. Yeah, that's true. But I don't pay that's as true. much attention to the coats as I you didn't do. I didn't pay so. an, any attention to the coats this time, to be honest. So did you have any across the universe that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> I have a very silly one. So at the bed and breakfast, um, they have, or the lodge, they never call it an inn or it's called a lodging house. Um, they have out with all the pastries and stuff, the coffee mugs that you can use. And they, it says like cup of hope, cup of grace, cup of whatever. And I remember the very first time I watched this um, movie, I noticed that t- Taylor Cole was like holding the cup a very specific way and I was like I think they're trying to sell these mugs and at one point she does lift up the bottom of the mug and it it does say Hallmark at the bottom <laughs> like Kaiser Sose or whatever in <laughs> these uh, little suspects. I I didn't catch that it said Hallmark but I did notice that like what her cup said and like how that that it felt like it was weird and like weirdly centered. Yes. Um, It doesn't linger long enough for you to really catch it, but I caught it just because I thought her behavior with the prop was so strange. So that's why. Um, So that's my only across the universe is because Hallmark rarely does that. Yeah. um, Unless it's a Christmas movie. So it's the first time I saw that somewhere else. Um, I didn't have any. So new new and noteworthy. New and noteworthy. Um, I have a couple. I have a couple, too. Some we already kind of touched on. But my first is money is an object. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time um, that, like, we – that somebody can't do everything they want um, because they don't have the money. Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, My first one was – you actually touched on it in that they – it wants to be unwarranted antagonism, but basically Tyler Hines is like, no, I'm just going to be nice back. And yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to let this happen. We're not going to be antagonistic. <laughs> Good job, Tyler Hines. Yeah. Um, I also, this is, the, the thing that struck me about this movie from the very first time I saw it, too, is she chooses to leave the small town for the dream job. That's, that was my second one as well, is they don't end up in the small town. Yeah, it, it's the first time that's happened. Yeah. Uh, and though I wonder if, I do wonder if um, he would have chosen to stay in Pleasant Valley if she decided to. But I think, I love that he helped her figure out her best self. Um, yeah. My other new and noteworthy that I have is that uh, they're very honest about their feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. It's a, okay, this is what I want. This is what I see you doing. And we yeah. just have to decide to take it. Yeah. And that doesn't happen often. That's true. That's true. Supporting shout out. I didn't have one. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. So I have a little of a, a fun story for you, Hannah. Okay. So my supporting shout out is Ty, 
who is um, an intern at the radio station who befriends Zach because they nerd out over computer uh, AV equipment and geeky stuff. And Ty is interested in being a part, like a host on the radio. So Zach says, maybe you should start a podcast. And I am saying this because I think, I wonder, and I don't know if this is specific, but it was around the time that I saw this movie that we were making the decision to make this into a podcast. Um, And I wonder if it was because of Ty and Tyler Hines that I was like, Hannah, maybe we should do a podcast. But speaking of his podcast, my question was, if you make a podcast but don't put it on the internet, is it a podcast? Mm. <laughs> because he doesn't put it anywhere. It's just on his phone. It's just and a it, voice memo at this point. Right, right. I, it kind of felt like if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound kind of situation? Interesting. I couldn't yeah. decide. There's a stupid quote that's on a lot of um, Celestial Seasonings tea boxes that um, bread and water can easily be toast and tea. And I just got the thought that a Zoom, a Zoom recording can easily be a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> a voice memo can easily be a podcast. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Here we are at Kiss Meter. It's true. All right. I, I, I think, okay, so this is the, why we always bring this movie up is because this is the, I think, only consensus 10 kiss we've ever had. 10! 10 10! <laughs> right? Am I correct? Yes. That? Yes. Um, I remember back in baby podcast time, I was saying to Hannah, I was like, Hannah. We're, we're, we've begun rating kisses. Have I got a 10 for you? Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see this movie until after you, because you were like, this movie has a 10 kiss. And I remember you came over to watch a movie, and I had it recorded still, and I played the kiss for you, and you were like, oh. <laughs> it's real good. So let me set the scene for you all listening at home or on your walks, your mental health walks. Um... So this is a 10 because what happens is they're on the lantern walk and we've already described how beautiful this lantern walk is. Twinkle lights, lanterns, beautiful Monet footbridge. Um, And they are about to have an, they have an interrupted kiss. Did we say that in the Hallmark Hallmark? Oh, no, we didn't. But they do have an interrupted kiss. Because it's overshadowed by this kiss. Okay, so they have an interrupted kiss because he's just gotten done saying how amazing she is and they, like, look at each other's lips and they were about to do it. They get interrupted and he kind of walks past her and she turns around and she goes, Zach. And he's like, yes. And he kisses her. <laughs> no, I. she kisses him. They both lean in together. They lean in together. Yeah, but, but it, it is her... I, I would give her the initiating. Because she says his name first, yes. I would say you're right. She okay. They lean in, and it's glorious. Because, like, they just go for it, and it lasts a long time, and their lips are moving, and they're smushy-faced, and, like, 
I, I, I watched it a few times on my rewatch to do this podcast. It's hot. Well, uh, so I, I have a few additional things that make it a 10 for me. Do it. Because I think, like, the the lip contact and the amount of passion is just perfect for the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we've, we talk about periodically, I think what really helps is that she, what she says after the kiss is really great because she just says, I just, like, I couldn't let this moment pass. Yeah. Like, it was there and I, like, it was interrupted and I couldn't let it pass, which I think is, like, ugh, so good. And then he turns off his phone. Yep. And stops working so they can continue their date. I think he even says something like, I'm glad that you didn't. And like, and then turns off his phone. Like, 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 so the the surrounding lines are good. They don't ruin it, which happens all the time. Um, So like, it's, it's really good. Um, So let's, let's compare that now with kiss number two, the last kiss. I gave it an eight. Yeah. Um, I I've still I gave it a nine point two because it's our podcast okay. and we can do whatever we want. Because uh-huh. I still felt the lead up was as was good, but the mm-hmm. contact wasn't there. It wasn't yeah, the contact was not as good. Also, it is in a room full of people. I'm just like less excited about it. Yeah. In general. Um So Hannah. So. Would you, could you in a box recommend this movie? <laughs> I would, I could in a box. I would, I could with a box. Um, I would absolutely watch this movie. Uh, it has Tyler Hines and a great kiss. It is absolutely worth it. Yep. How about you? <laughs> the All I wrote down was Tyler Hines. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I, I, I would – I mean, obviously, I'd recommend this movie because – not only because of the beautiful kiss um, uh, and the beautiful people that I'm watching kiss, um, but I also feel like there needs to be more movies wherein the couple really supports what their, their, their careers and their professions yeah. and that, mm-hmm. it, that it takes work, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, they had to give up things to be together. Yes. And I like that about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's okay it to not stay in the the small town. Yeah. Like, it wasn't quite as tidy of a bow as some of these movies are. Yeah. At the end. I would love to see... I think it would warrant a sequel because it's kind of messy. That they, like... Yeah. And, ooh, it just occurred to me. They infer cohabitation. They do infer cohabitation. That's true because she she will come home to him while she's working, and they're not getting married anytime soon. They are cohabitating. Granted, it's at a lodging house, so (laughs) it's okay. It's like cohabitating at a hotel, which doesn't count. But no, technically under the same roof. Hannah, we did it. Yeah, so thanks everybody. This is our 50th episode. I can't, like, I I mean, maybe you haven't listened to all of them, but uh, if you have, thank you for being on this journey with us for 50 different times now. Yeah. And uh, 
That's really exciting. It is really exciting. And I'm so pleased that we did this movie. It was Hannah's idea to do this movie that we talk about. The the kiss to which we rate all kisses. (laughs) The most pure. The most pure. Um, (laughs) This one left them all behind. Here's to 50 more. 50 more. Uh, Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram where one kiss means forever. Uh, where the one and the four are numerical. And if you would like to um, reach out uh, in a more private, lengthy way, if you don't want to be confined to a certain amount of characters, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And as usual, we want to thank Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, And uh, thank you all to you for listening and making this a thing that we get to do. Yeah! We like to do it, so we're going to do it whether you listen to it or not, so you might as well just <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys Thanks, soon. Guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.